You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Wednesday, March the 8th. You know what that means. It is golf day. The Players Championship. The Players, all caps, of course. If you write any articles or anything this week, it's all caps for every time you write the Players. Just kidding. Um, But yeah, we're going to cover the Players today. Um, I apologize for no show yesterday. The setup was giving me a very hard time yesterday, and I apologize. I messed with it for a couple hours in the morning, and I couldn't get it figured out. And then uh, by the time I did, it was a little late in the day. And I figured we'll just wait because it's our, we already missed our you know our window. So I do apologize. And a couple people reach out to me on Twitter and say, well, there was a show, and uh, we answered them right away. So appreciate it. Thank you. Um, the players championship. This is an interesting one. Um, should be a great golf tournament. And you talk about the quality of tournaments that we've been getting uh, over the last six eight weeks is just fantastic. Can't ask for any better. The PGA Tour is in such a great place right now. Um, I think you just can't say enough about it. Fantastic. I've placed, uh, how many is this? More than I probably should. Ten bets for the Players' Championship. A course and an event that is often, I mean, this course is bananas. One of the most inconsistent courses on the entire tour. You got got every player in the field like has missed a cut at some point. You talk about course form, and we always go to these these courses where there's guys that just are really good here, never miss the cut, or you know, always make the cut, always playing well. Jason Day missed a cut last year. Patrick Cantlay missed the cut three years in a row. Xander Shoffley missed cut three years in a row. Max Homa missed the cut two years ago. Scheffler missed the cut two years ago. Rory, two out of the last four years, missed the cut. Tony Finau missed the cut the last two years. Tyrell Hatton, three out of the last four years, missed the cut. Ricky Fowler, two out of the last four years. Hideki, two out of the last four years, but two out of the last three that he actually played. Didn't play last year. He withdrew late, if you remember. So two out of three. 
So hopefully that gives you the picture we're trying to paint here. John Rahm is the only guy in the last four years that has not missed the cut here, but he did miss it the year before, five years ago. I believe he missed that cut. So my point is every single good player has missed a cut here at some point. So you're not going to find the typical like, oh, this this player is just fantastic at this course. Um, this is obviously a course that they play all you know every year, and it's absolutely gorgeous. When you talk about how to weight the model, I've really, really focused on around the green and approach. I think that accounts for almost, I mean, a little north of 60% of the weighting this week, approaching around the green. A little heavier on around the, or, or, excuse me, on approach. But around the green, this is as heavy as we weighted all season. For them, you know, pretty much. Uh, putting slightly lower off the tee, way lower than we normally do. Because these Pete Dye designs, this is this course is designed by Pete Dye. There's a handful of them around uh, around the, the country and that the, the tour plays Highlands. Um, yeah, the River Highlands. Uh, there's oh, there's a whole bunch. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but there there's several. And the the gimmick, if you will, with the Pete Dye designs, is that he takes the driver out of play. So he really designs the courses so that you cannot just hit driver and overpower courses, right? You're gonna have to take something smaller out of the bag. Because you're going to run out of room wherever you're hitting it if you try to hit the driver. So it's not really a driving course. You're not looking for guys like Rory that smash the ball. Even Rom, it's arguable. You know, this is really a great place for him. His approach game is excellent, by the way, but for from a driving perspective. And that's when all the questions start to creep in of what do we what do we want to look at here? Because while driving the ball far is not important, I believe the accuracy um, is still relevant, right? Because you got to hit the greens. This rough is going to be thick. I was reading from some people that are there. The rough is going to be pretty brutally thick um, from what I'm reading. Anytime you have around the green weighted that high, you can think about weighting scrambling into your model or into your equation if you'd like. I don't. Because you're just double dipping with around the green approach. You're already getting the, the rough idea. You're just double you're doubling down on something. So I don't do that. You look at the last handful of winners 
at this tournament, Cam Smith, last year. Justin Thomas in 21. McElroy in 19. Webb Simpson in 2018. SH or uh, SH Kim? SH Kim in 2017. Jason Day, 2016. Some big old bombs in there. SH Kim was 400 to 1 in that. Um, In 2017, Webb Simpson was 60 to 1. Some of the other guys a little bit shorter. Jason Day, 10 to 1 when he won in 2016. But, you know, I think that this kind of course can lend to a good player getting hot, but also good players going cold and give the opportunity for somebody else to win. Um, There's one guy I really like this week. We'll get to some of the picks here in a moment. It's really got to be, I mean... You know, we might oversimplify it, but the, the guys that are going to win this week have to be so good at approach. That's what this course is all about. It's all about approach. And if you're around the green, that's great too. That's basically what we're looking for. As long as you're not a dingus off the driver or on the putting with the with the putter in your hand, the flat stick. As long as that's not the case, that's who's going to win this. And there's one guy that kept uh, coming to the top of everything I ran, and as I looked at this and thought about this, and that guy was Sahith Thagala at 75-1. to 1. He ranked pretty high in the model. He's only played here once. He got cut. That was last year. But he's been really good this year. You look at his last five tournaments, 14th, T6, T39. T4, T56. 54th, excuse me. Not great off the tee, but he can punt. So we've, we we complete that. He's good approaching and he's good around the green. He's playing well. He's making cuts right now. Three top 20s in his last five goes. He did miss the cut here last year, but as I said, I don't think it matters as much. I just don't think it matters as much. Everybody's missed the cut here. What I've done is taken the you know strokes gained at each player's career at this, at this course, and I've kind of weighted that in this week. That's always on the model if you see it over on Twitter. Uh, which is where I post this, but um, it's always over there. But I've really weighted that in a little heavier this time because now I wouldn't say heavier. I just weighted it in because I feel like the results are so skewed and all over the place that I want to just see who gains strokes on this course. That's it. Who gains strokes? Who doesn't? Give me an indicator. Who's good here? Who's Who's not so good? And you'll see, like, oftentimes it doesn't make sense who's good, who's not. Uh, It's kind of interesting, but.
So Sahith Thigala is going to be my outright pick. I also have him. How else did I bet Sahith? Um, I have Sahith Thigala 75 to 1 at DraftKings. And I also have Sahith Thigala versus Keith Mitchell in a matchup. Now, that's a little scary because I do like Keith Mitchell. Keith Mitchell quite a bit and you know he's somewhat high on this on this too uh but it was plus money for Sahith and um I think he'll have a good shot at this one next should we get to the next one we can go in a little bit of a better order this time I kind of jumped right to Heath, but, you know, I just really like him. Next play is uh, Max Homa towards the, towards the top of the board at points bet. 22 to 1 is what you get at points bet. That's the best number around. Max Homa, number one on the model this week. T13 here last year, cut the year before. He's playing great golf. If you're not ready to put Max Homa in the conversation with Rom, Scheffler, Cantlay, kind of those the big guys, Shawfully. I guess he's in with that group, but really those big three guys. If you're not ready to put him in there, I don't know what you're waiting for. Between Rory, Scheffler, and Rom, the next guy on the list is Max Homa. He is fantastic, twenty-two to one, great number on him. That was at points bet, and I think that's a. Um, a bit of an outlying number there. Last five tournaments, T14, second, T39, first, T3. T13 here last year, cut the year before, but two years ago we weren't, uh, I don't think we were quite as concerned with how Max Homa was doing. Really good approach, really strong putting. Pretty strong around the green. Good at this course. I think Max Holm is a no-brainer at 22-1. to 1. I don't think that's nearly low enough. I think he should be down somewhere in the low uh, thousands. 1,200, 13, 14 to 1, something like that. He should not be in the 20s. With a guy like Colin Morikawa and Tony Finau who have just had a roller coaster of a season right now. He shouldn't be with those guys. So Max Homa at points bet. Next guy on the list. Do do do. Sung JM at DraftKings thirty-five to one for Sung JM. Now, is he the highest player in the model this week? No, he's not. But there are just so many guys on the odds board that I cannot justify betting at the number they're currently being offered. And I'll just take a few examples to kind of prove my point. Um, Let's see here. Who do I use to, to point this out? I don't know. Maybe, like, it just doesn't... My math just doesn't price it out right. Jason Day, no way he should be 36 to 1. He's he's fourth in the model. Jason Day is. 
really good at Pete Dye designs. But until he actually wins one, I'm not ready to make him, you know, 36 to 1 when he's been 78, 60, 70, 80 to 1 all season long so far. Yes, he's been playing well, but that's a big jump for somebody who hasn't won on the PGA Tour in a really long time. Years, by the way. Colin Morikawa, 28 to 1. How can you possibly, you know, think to justify that? He's boom or bust right now, but how can his odds be getting, staying the same, getting a little better even with how he's played? He's not very good around the green. It's not going to fit this week. I don't know. Two cuts in the last five tournaments. Patrick Cantlay, 19 to 1. Yeah, he's had some good finishes, but has he been in the mix for anything? Truly. You could argue last week he was in the mix to win, but I don't ever really think he had a a good shot at winning that. Xander Shoffley, 25 to 1. He hasn't finished and tied the top five in a while. Three missed cuts here in a row. Around the green game is not that great. 25 to 1. You want any of that? No. So I hope that proves my point. You just look up and down this board with these elite players that the odds just keep getting a little bit shorter, a little bit shorter. And I just don't know if they're priced correctly. So Sung JM, I think, is not priced properly. I think he should be in that 28-ish range with guys like Morikawa and Shoffley maybe, Tony Finau. He should be right in that ballpark. 28, 30-ish to 1. It's 35 to 1. I used a boost on DraftKings. It was like add plus 250 to any of your outrights. I used it on him. So really the price I got is 37 and a half to 1. Plus 37.50 for those keeping score at home. So I used it to to boost it a little bit. I just, uh, you know, got to use the boost when you can. So Sung JM, DraftKings, that's the play there. We did the Gala. We did Homa. Only one other outright I took. It was a pretty long shot. Alex Noren. I can't get over this guy. He keeps popping up in the models like I should be betting him. And so I'm going to give him uh, the opportunity here again. I know it's a long shot for him to win anything, but his number's been down big. Uh, down 125 to 1 is what I bet at, uh, where did I bet this? Boop, boop, boop. 125 to 1, bet MGM was the best number I could find. He's down to 100 in a lot of places, even as low as 90. He's inside of 100 to 1, so his number is coming down quite a bit. He fits this course Pretty nicely. He's had a couple of good finishes here in his career, a a T-17 and T-26. His approach game is not great. It's it's his putter, and it's around the green that's really good. I'm concerned about his approach game. He'll have to have, you know, a 95th percentile kind of performance with with the irons to make 
anything happen here, but he's had some good finishes uh, this season and at this course. So maybe the stars align and, and he can do that. But I think that's priced incorrectly along with Alex Noren. Uh, we bet him top 40 for a half a unit. Um, that's plus 110. That was a bet MGM also. So we plus 110, top 40, but we also get the you know the dead heat rule, which you get at bet MGM. Uh, so a couple little bets on him. Get a little bit of money down on him. Next, we'll take a look at... Uh, well, we touched on Sung JM already. We have him at top 20, plus 130 at MGM Again, dead heat rules. I think those were the best numbers when you account for that. Uh, they were slightly better around for Sung Jay, but I think the plus 130 with the dead heat is the best bet in this scenario. But it's really hard to tell how much it's actually worth. What I would like to think, maybe this is naive of me, but Ben MGM may or may not have figured out the math. I tried to do the math on how much the dead heat would be worth. Um, I'll give you my answer in a moment. But I would like to think MGM knows how much it's worth. And so I try to look for like the consensus line that's out there and say, okay, they probably took, like this one, for example, Sun JM top 20, I see plus 160s out there. So I say, okay, they probably took the plus 160, added in the dead heat rule, what that does, and they came up with just a very basic 130. I would like to think that they would know how to calculate their own dead heat. I show in certain see it varies so much depending on how the guy is priced um because a longer shot is has more variance and if they get inside the inside the top there's a it was a longer shot for them to do so and so therefore it, it it's worth a little bit less overall i think sung jam Plus 130, top 20 at MGM is a better number, but I'm not 100% sure. So do what you'd like. I think it is, but I don't exactly know if my math is correct. That's the beautiful thing about this show. You know, it's as transparent as it gets. It really is. Come on here. I talk about the bets we're making, the math I'm doing. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. That's fantastic. Sung JM top 20. Alex Noren top 40. We already did that. And the last one here. Oh, two more. Um, Keegan Bradley's a name that comes up a lot. I generally don't really like Keegan Bradley. I never really have. He never really rates out super well in in my numbers for whatever reason, but he does with other people. And I talk to other people and listen to other things. And like, he constantly rates out really well in the models. He doesn't for me though. And I think it's because his around the green is so bad. Um, 
that that really, really hurts him. Approach is great. Off the tee is great. Putting is fine. But Keegan Bradley may be somebody to look at this week. His tournament history probably has the best tournament history of anyone in the field. Going back the last four years, 5th, 29th, 16th, 7th. I really don't know if there's anybody better in the field that has a better four-year history at this tournament. His last five tournaments just all together, and here's where some of the problem is. T10, cut, T20, second, cut. So he's had a couple of cuts. He's had a couple of really, really great rounds in tournaments. What do you do with that? He's somebody who's been bet down a ton this week. Um, I bet a top 20 on him at BetMGM at plus 170. A top 20, plus 170. Um, If you want him on the outright, I wouldn't blame you. I just, I guess it's like anything. I don't know how much hasn't moved too far is really what you have to think to yourself. Like if we scroll down here, let's just find him. Oh, do to do. Keegan Bradley, 50 to 1, 40 to 1. I mean, the fact that he's down to 40 to 1 some places, like that's crazy. I really don't think he should be 40 to 1. Deal? I don't think so. I really don't think so. Um, I just want to check one other book that's not listed on here just to make sure. Just want to see. I can't find him. He and Bradley 40 to 1. Yeah, so I mean, that's just crazy. If you got him earlier in the week at 50, 60, whatever, that's great. If not, like, I just, I don't think you can, I don't think you can bet him where he's at right now. So those are, oh, we missed one. The last one here, Wyndham Clark versus Thomas Dietrich. Not a matchup on DraftKings that anyone will really be talking about. Wyndham Clark versus Thomas Dietrich. Um, Wyndham Clark actually checks out pretty well on the model this week. Um, He's missed the cut here both times he's played here. Kind of stinks at this course, to be honest. Approach is strong. Around the green is strong. Putting's okay. He's just a solid player. He's played pretty well over the last five tournaments. T34. T33, T10, T37, T50. That's the last five tournaments in general. And I think that's pretty good. Compared to Dietrich, who is really, really bad. We had him in our DFS. He withdrew for an injury. He's kind of all over the place, so I don't... Know why? I think this was a one of the best bets we made. To be honest, so a full unit on that one, a full unit on Sahith Gala versus Keith Mitchell. 
Those are the full unit plays along with uh, Sun Jam Top 20. Those are all full unit. The others are sprinkled, but somewhere between a half and a quarter unit, depending on the size of the outright and everything else. But uh, those are the three unit plays. And I think Wyndham Clark, Thomas Dietrich might be just my favorite of the bunch. Thomas Dietrich not going to be relevant here in the slightest. Wyndham Clark just play average golf here. Maybe make the cut, finish 65th. That should be more than enough to beat uh, Thomas Dietrich in this one. So that is going to do it for us. Um, Reminder that on Twitter, this is all posted. I post um, a screenshot of the model every week, which I've done pretty consistently with this and with the NASCAR model, which has been so much fun. So, so much fun. So NASCAR will be tomorrow. Uh, Golf is, of course, today. I'll get this posted for everybody to take a look at. It does get a bit small because I the way I zoom out so that I can show, you know, more players. Um, but from what I've heard, people prefer that. People would prefer to see more, more of the players and kind of zoom in and scroll around. So I usually include the top, I don't know, 30, 40 players on the model. Um, I've had some people ask if, if they can uh, see more of it, and I'm happy to do so. Just screenshot a little bit more of it and give it to you. Not a problem. So that'll be on Twitter. It's at SteadyPicks underscore Tom. Appreciate the support of the show and the golf model so, so much. Thank you for all the support. If you enjoy the show and enjoy the, the the podcast and the golf model, please leave a five-star review. Leave a little comment saying how much you enjoy the show. That would mean the world to me and help uh, more people here wake up and wager. Thank you so much. See you on Twitter. See you tomorrow for a little NASCAR. How about it?